Hello, and welcome to TV Times 3, episode 328. On this episode, we've got some renewal news and cancellation news, and then we'll be talking about the series premiere of Wrecked, the fifth season premiere of Major Crimes, the fourth season finale of Orphan Black, and recent episodes of Andy Tribeca and Baby Daddy. Plus, a brief reality check and some TV recommendations at the end. You can find the full show notes with start times for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 328. I'm Amory from mytakeontv.com. I'm Jason the TV Holic from tvholic.com. And I'm Ray. And with us today is Ray. Ray. I was going to do the Ray at RayLee.com. What? Because I said clom when I was trying to say TV Times 3. Um, In the news, BBC America has renewed Orphan Black for a fifth and final season. Probably air in April again next year. Um, Showtime has confirmed that Penny Dreadful's series finale aired last night. We were watching it and then a sign at the end came up that said the end. And... (laughs) Then they told everybody today, oh, yeah, by the way, that was how we always intended to end it, and that was the series finale. (laughs) Penny Dreadful. And Uh, TV Land has renewed Younger for a fourth season, even though the third season doesn't even premiere until September of this year. And if somebody, if if she doesn't tell Kelsey that she's 40 years old, I'm going to, I'm going to bomb my TV. Which, I mean, only hurts me. Doesn't help that. That seems extreme, Amory. But, you could drop like a girder on it or something. or uh, So that's our news. Prime time. There's a lot of TV, but not a lot that the three of us are watching together. So that's how we ended up with these five shows. Angie Tribeca, season two. You should see us episode. sitting around Skype watching the TV together. It's, it's outstanding. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Season two. Okay. Angie Tribeca. Season two, episode three, Boots Blanket Stingo, parentheses, the episode in which David Walton guest starred, and I love him, and he's the best, and uh, it was a perfect couples reunion, and I actually was one of the number one fans of perfect couples, because you know why? Kyle Bornheimer was my number one love, and then David Walton was my number two love, and... Uh, I was so I disappointed thought- that he didn't... I don't believe he ate anything on this episode. He ate all of this episode, and I was really disappointed about it, because he's the best... Live action eater on TV. I'm glad that you explained that, Amory. Otherwise, <laughs> because um, is there a award know, for that? There should because there should be an Emmy the, for that. The Emmy category. <laughs> a lot of people like like you know like the Blue Bloods dinner scenes, the way they eat and make noise, and the sound mixing on those episodes. It's disgusting. But when David eats, it's just a beautiful moment on TV. Um, anyway, this episode found Jay Giles going undercover as a lifeguard to try and figure out who was selling the fen-fen on the streets. I think my favorite part of the episode was that every single lifeguard was undercover. (laughs) Was there actually a bad guy? I don't even... I don't even remember. That's the thing about this show is, for me, is... Of course, I don't quite enjoy it as much as you do. I think it's hysterical. <laughs> or find it, yeah, quite as uh, you know, riotously hilarious as you do. I find it, you know, sometimes amusing, uh, like things like, you know, Kevin Pollock in the uh, 
in the a few good men sort of cameo uh, that was amusing so a few other things like like detective giles volunteering to go undercover because he might have to be gone for a really long time right and has to get and doesn't have to you know take care of his kid and everything else that's all the responsibility he has this season you know stuff like that but like i don't re i don't remember a lot of it like i don't like not a lot of it sticks sticks with me and i couldn't even tell you who the bad guy was if there was one yeah. On the on this episode. But I did like when um the dog had to dig Dion Cole's character out of the sand because he buried himself too deep. And I like that they keep saying things like, Do you hear me? He loves you, but he's sleeping with me. <laughs> like that's not a good thing, weird um lady in the morgue. Um I love how Alfred Molina continues to be amazing. Yeah, I do like Dr. Scholes. She's still my favorite. Dr. Scholes. I love their names so much. Dr. Schultz. I just think that it's so funny and I like that it moves a mile a minute. I saw somebody saying that it like didn't live up to season one, but I think that's a bald faced lie and I think it's so good. I believe that was Kyle. <laughs> yeah, Kyle. I don't know. I just think it's insane and it's my kind of comedy. And Ray, did you ever watch it? Yeah. Do you hate it? I don't hate it. I. I felt like I could watch an episode and feel like I got what I wanted. (laughs) It isn't one where I feel like I need to see these characters or whatever. So I feel like I could decide today that I feel like watching an Angie Tribeca episode and watch it and be fine and not have to ever watch it again. Mm, And I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean like for those moments of the funny. I mean, I did. I feel like there's so much going on that if you can't find something funny. (laughs) Right. I but I have no desire to watch it right now. Oh, okay. I understand. I mean, I don't have much more to add other than to say I think it's hilarious. And it was great to see David Walton because he was a lifeguard and he's beautiful. And he was all tan. And he was just wonderful. And his hair was doing his hair thing. And he's the best. So that's my take on David Walton. Major Crimes. Season 5, Episode 1, Present Tense. So now Julio's going to become a foster father. That's what he wants to do. Did you, did you catch that throwaway line in this week's episode where he's like, what does it take to become a foster parent? That guy, if he becomes a foster parent, that kid's just going to die. And I, yeah, but I, I appreciate that all the guys were like, really? You, you have anger management problems? <laughs> I, exactly. But also, and he, he basically loses and has bad judgment about everybody he interacts with. So that person's either going to like hold him hostage or just flat out die. Because nothing good ever happens for Julio. So I'm glad that everybody was like, Although I did like his, what I've, I'm better. I've been getting better. Like I've, yeah, I've been seeking treatment, and I'm, I'm doing good now. And uh, you know, on the whole, couldn't be any I'm worse ready for than a the guy. Plot. Couldn't be any worse than the guy that they interviewed that was a foster, that had been a foster dad. So right, gotta love it. Um, I like Rusty's haircut, even though somebody pointed out that he looks like Dexter. Like he looked like whatever his name is. And now he totally does. And that's hysterical. And I like him and Gus together. And I like Sharon and Andy together. And I don't know. I wish. So it sounds like they're going to, I guess, Buzz's father and uncle being murdered is going to be the new, like, seems like what it. they investigate. Yeah. Sort of like the season long sort of thing that keeps going up. And also the, the story that, 
that Rusty wants to follow. So that'll tie them all into. Yeah, but it's just a way to keep Rusty involved. If Rusty was never on the show again, like I wouldn't be upset. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I would be fine if he was just on the show as like every once in a while you see him because of a Sharon story. Right, right. Or, 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 you know what I mean? Like exactly how it used to be with Brenda, where every once in a while you would see what's his, like, it wasn't, I don't know. His was an ongoing story, so maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I agree with you. I mean, I like Rusty actually, but it's a weird, like in order to fit him into the show, they have to like find these other things to make it work. Right. It doesn't quite. Like how he was able to suddenly find the name of the Jane Doe and like, I don't know, like, I'm, I'm with you. I like the kid. I think he's a good addition to her family. And I do like the idea of like, as she and Andy become closer, like, how does he factor in? Like, how does he react to that? I like that idea, but I don't know. He doesn't have to be at the precinct all the time. And so Buzz is going to be, is he a cop yet? He just became, he just was like a, was he like a junior ranger or something for an episode. Junior ranger. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, mean, I hope that's what he was. I don't know. Because wasn't he like going on ride along forever? Is, isn't he like a reserve officer or oh, something maybe. like that? Like, or he's, he's gone through like reserve officer training or something. But I don't know. I, I, I do always like that they, I mean, we talked about it previously. Like we really liked when they did like the five episode yeah. Stint. So I like when they do, they usually do a pretty good job with an overarching story that involves one of the characters or something like that, or, you know, something to, you know, tie, tie things together and let things, you know, pop back up where a, an episode will mainly focus on that. And mm-hmm. then it'll, it'll go back and it'll be sort of like the, you know, the, the B or C story or something uh, for a while. I think they do a good job with that. I still, I, I still just like the, still like the show. I like the the style mm-hmm. of it. I like how they put the show together. I like how all the characters play off of each other. Yeah, it's it's always, it's always fun watching Provenza like run, <laughs> run a crime scene, uh, and and like having, like having the, to deal with all these different people. And stuff. They, I always like how do they let Provenza still run crime scenes because he's just. He's the senior officer. <laughs> oh, so crotchety a man, and he just hates it. Uh, but, but yeah, I just. Uh, but it's this. It's sort of the side stuff, like you know, like Julio mentioning wanting to become a foster, uh, you know, parent, uh, or Provenza like trying to eat the healthy snacks that his wife has obviously packed for his lunch, and then ultimately just right. throwing them away. And uh, some of the you know side things like that, you know, holding back the photos out of the out of the crime book, you know, to try and protect Buzz from you know seeing you know his father and uncle that way and and things. Right. I don't know. It just uh, did we know that his father and uncle were murdered, or is this brand new? I didn't know that. I have a feeling that it's been like mentioned at some point in time. Uh, you know, maybe when he was going for the reserve, maybe back in the closer or something. Just, just in one of those sort of scenes, like when he was talking about needing to, you know, going through training or 
as as maybe a reasoning for for wanting to you know work with the police in the, the in the beginning or something like that. Okay. Uh, I I don't I don't recall it, but I have a feeling that just in like a sideline or something that it that it's been mentioned before. Well, that it's not just like whole cloth. They just, I mean, it could have been that they just whole cloth just created it for the, this season and maybe. just dropped that backstory in. But it seems like it seems like something that would have been mentioned, you know, given where he works and and stuff like that. So, well, I just didn't know if I missed something glaringly obvious, but I don't think I did. I just, I mean, it's a show that I'll watch until it ends. It's kind of like me and Rizzoli and Isles, though. Rizzoli and Isles is. Has never been as good as Major Crimes. <laughs> yeah. I just like Major Crimes. I just, because I was a huge The Closer fan, I like this cast, I like what they are doing. I like, I do like that this delves into everybody's personal life and we do know a little bit more about everybody. And I don't know. I just, I enjoy what they're doing. And I hope that TNT's decision to kind of darken up their network doesn't mean that they'll go away forever because it's not a dark show. I mean, yeah, there's a lot know. of dark jokes <laughs> in it, but it's not, no, but it's, yeah. it's still a lighthearted show at the heart. Like it's not animal kingdom or good behavior, which is a terrible show, but is really dark. So I don't know. I, I hope it continues. And I hope the season does kind of weave episodes together more like it had been doing. Maybe not. It doesn't need to have the five episode arc or whatever, but I hope that buzzes like the investigation into this does kind of tie episodes together more because I do like the serialization. Yeah, I'll be interested to see if they do, you know, towards the end of the season or something like that, if they have another or, you know, somewhere or, you know, for the winter season or, or, or something, if they do another one of those, because I think it worked really well. Yeah. And uh, so it would be, I mean, because they've done, you know, like two parters or, or things mm-hmm. like that where, you know, or one of these things that's been building a long time and then it, you get like a couple of episodes that, you know, clear it off. Uh, but one where it was basically like a five episode miniseries, like within the series was pretty good. I also mm-hmm. liked it because you got, they, I think they do a good job of casting the guest stars and how, and and what they get out of their guest stars uh, for these episodes. And, and their so. most famous guest star isn't always the person that killed the person. <laughs> yeah. But I liked in the five episodes <laughs> that you got like, you know, you've got multiple episodes with like Jason Gedrick and mm-hmm. and and the rest of them in that in that series of of stuff, and so you and it wasn't just the you know like the the recurring bad guy that keeps popping up, you know, twice a season or something like that. Uh, right. Thing you really got to. So yeah, so I hope to see see more of that. And and talking about their TNT and like their move towards darker. Same with you know USA Network. The problem is, is I've always enjoyed the shows that they've had, and I haven't been finding that I like many of the new shows as they go these yep. this other direction. So, cough, Mister Robot. You know, and so well, I I do like Mister Robot, but oh my god, I was bored to tears <laughs> by it. But that's sort of the that's sort of the exception. Although Queen of the South coming is. Is interesting, but I need to see a couple more episodes to see if there's a, there's an aspect of it that kind of bothers me about mm-hmm. the first couple episodes or the first episode, and so I'm interested to see how that continues to work in. Uh, but I do like I did kind of like that one, uh, but but yeah, some of the direction that they're going with some of these shows, I'm like, 
but I really liked Monk. I really liked Psych. I really liked Burn I like, Notice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I really like, yeah. you know, I, I really like the closer and major crimes and, you know, some aspects of Rizzolian Isles and, you know, some stuff like that. And then they're going this other direction, which I find weird because these more prestige type, heavier type dramas, it's not like a lot of them on these other networks are doing like bang up ratings. Yeah. So why you're trying to head in the less ratings direction than the stuff that where people were actually watching it? I don't know. Uh, but that's, that's a question for another that's time. A, that yeah, that's a topic for another podcast. All right. So our next show is Baby Daddy, season five, episode thirteen, <sighs> High School Diplomacy. I'm so sick of Danny <laughs> and Riley fighting. At least they they got past what they were fighting about pretty quickly here. Yeah, but yeah, now they're, but but they're they just need friends. For huh? now, though. So uh, here's here's a question for you: which which side of the argument would you be on? Danny's. Yeah, I mean, she's being ridiculous. <laughs> That's what I think. So... Like, I get the whole like lie, but Don't... it was, but it was not when they were together. She was in love with his brother then. Yeah. Uh, mm. I get that maybe initially because... And she's lied a lot, so let's just not... Yeah. I get the initially being, you know, maybe being upset or or not liking the, finding that out, but that it would become the thing that, like, I can't trust you ever again, I don't want to be with you, when he's just like, but it was seven years ago, and I didn't have feelings for her, what do you want me to say? And, I mean, he really should keep throwing into the arguments, you were in love with my brother. Yes. <laughs> Ugh. So annoying. Like, it would be one thing if she had a valid argument and it just, it didn't just make me hate her. <laughs> what else happened it's, in this episode? I, I, I just keep watching it to see what, uh... Tucker helped Bonnie cheat. Yeah, yeah, what, oh my god. Yeah, what Tucker and Bonnie are getting into, that's... Those two. They're the highlight of my week. I was trying to figure out the teacher's age and Ben's. <laughs> That's what I was spending a lot of my time thinking. All right, so she taught him when he was in high school. Right. And how long ago has that been? And now <laughs> he, she, he's hit, she's hitting on him. He's hitting on her. I was, I was having a moment. <laughs> yeah. Um, because what do they say? They've been out of high school, what, like at least seven years, right? Because that's when he's left with Sam or whatever. Yeah, so, so it's got to be I like mean, seven, eight. Years How ago. the hell is Riley a lawyer? I don't, oh, I don't think she's a good lawyer, if that helps. No, because she's still a lawyer. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. I don't know. It's, it, it could be as much as... Maybe it's been 10 years. Yeah, it could be as much as 10 years or something like that since... Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to remember the episode with the prom. I don't remember. I don't remember. That was a couple of seasons ago, maybe. I can't remember what why they were... Like, how long they said at that point. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. I just was, honestly, I was trying to do the mental gymnastics to figure out what the age difference was between the teacher and that. The only thing I kept thinking um, as I watched it, because I know Jamie Lynn Sigler has MS, so I was really worried about her. And I was thinking, wow, she has MS. I hope everything's okay. (laughs) Like, this is what's going through my mind. Um, But I also did some uh, arithmetic to be like, wait a minute. Uh, if she's like, I always had a crush on you, that's creepy. <laughs> yeah, that's the part that was making me like, um, 
<laughs> yeah. I, maybe when he was in high school, she had just started teaching. Right, right. But... Yeah, because that becomes the how old is she. Well, that didn't seem like the dynamic, like the way they talk about it doesn't seem like a dynamic between like a brand new teacher and a trouble, like a kid who's having, causing problems in class. I don't know. The ick factor is high. (laughs) Well, what it all comes down to is Danny and Riley need to shut up and just get together. Or I guess Riley needs to shut up because Danny's just like, whatever, I'm ready to get together here and be together. You're an insane, crazy person who holds an insane, crazy grudge. So tell us, readers, whose side are you on? Danny's or Riley's? Are you on the right side? Yep. (laughs) Are you on the right side or the wrong side? With the teacher thing, I always find it interesting that in real life, we find these situations to be highly distasteful and disgusting, (laughs) yet TV writers seem to play these things up as hot or romantic or (laughs) what have you. Uh, It's very strange. Well, it seems to be their only setting for Ben. Like, Ben can have no... Yeah. No depth at all. It's all just about whether somebody's going to hit on him or he's going to hit on them. Yeah. Well, and whether he's going to actually end up sleeping with that person. Not so off like now, but it was all about the comment of that she had a crush on him as a teacher. Yeah. You know, they just previously. blow past so that right. was like, that was like the that was like the step too far in like the situation. <laughs> that you're like, uh, wait, that's not right. But yeah, it was. Uh, really, it was all about, for me, anymore, because they just can't seem to ever do anything with these other <laughs> the other yeah. characters that that make sense this far in. Like, they keep deciding that, uh, I mean, they're doing the same thing on freaking oh, Young and Hungry. God, don't even get me started on Young and Hungry. <laughs> Which I don't get either, but but yeah, so for this, it's it's all with the the Tucker and Bonnie interactions. They're the best. I mean, when, when she walks in and says something about 49 and he's like, well, I can't remember. Is that this episode or the previous episode or whatever? But she's like, he's like, well, maybe with some makeup and if you dim the lights a little bit. You know. this episode. Yeah. Uh, they always have the I always like that they like play off that they completely dislike each other. But then they mm-hmm. always like totally have like each other's backs. Like he's oh yeah, absolutely. He's like going through like all kinds of things trying to help her cheat on this test. I do think it's funny that like Tucker is like, I'm the new teacher. I'm like, dude, you have to be able to back, <laughs> yeah, yeah, back it up. I don't understand why this lie is the lie you're going with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's very not, true. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, that's not. It just reminded last, me. Last very long. No, I just don't get it. <laughs> Anyway, sorry. So, more Tucker and Bonnie always, please. Less Riley being a total dick. <laughs> anyway. So, our other show, our next show, Wrecked Season 1, Episode 1, All Is Not Lost, and Episode 2, Rest in Peace, Calloway Hinkle. Ray, did you watch them? Yes. What did you think? Um, they were fine. <laughs> Sort of like Angie Tribeca, you got what they were going for, and that was that was good um, enough for you. I got, uh, I don't. Yes, I kind of got what they were going for. I wondered how much of the show is funny. 
not funny because I think there were jokes that stand on their own, but there was a lot of like stuff that's seated there that clearly is to, to be the satire or whatever of loss. Mm-hmm. Where like the guy with his father, whatever. Um, some of those things where I really was like, you really would have had to have lost, lost watched Lost to even get like. Otherwise, you're like, what is he talking about? Um, not that you know you won't learn, I guess something about that person but um it just was one of those moments where i was like how much of this it would be interesting to know somebody who wasn't really interested in lost didn't really watch lost i don't know how many of those people exist but and how, what they thought of it like what their impression of it was like did the jokes really land for those people um but yes like andy tribeca it's kind of one of those like i'm not sure i need you know a full season of <laughs> these kind of jokes, this kind of show, like, I don't know. Oh my God. I loved the first six episodes that I've watched. And I think that the episode where they search, well, where Reese Darby's character searches for the, what he thinks is a lost baby is amazing. Cause his character is hilarious. I did find that, you know, sort of misunderstanding, uh, you know, kind of humorous, but I also love that he's like, this picture that I took of you on the beach, or that I, I drew of you on the beach. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what He didn't. He is. wasn't trying to sleep with him, but he did draw a picture of them on the beach, which I thought was amazing. I don't, yeah, I don't know what it is about this show or Angie Tribeca, because the type of humor being, you know, the satire spoof type stuff, that's usually right in my wheelhouse. And for whatever reason, I'm just not finding these funny, like... This, I can't even remember what it was. There was something in the second episode that made me laugh, but I don't remember what it was now. But the first episode, a lot of the stuff was, I mean, you saw it, you saw it coming, so it, it wasn't funny to me because, because of that. I don't, I don't know. There was, like, the whole thing of the finding the sat phone, but it's almost out of juice, and they can only maybe call one number. Uh-huh. It was somewhat humorous commentary that nobody knew a phone number to call because they're uh, all in I their phones. That. But then it just keeps going and going, and I don't know. I just I want to like I want to like this and Andrew Tribeca way more than I do, and I don't know why I don't. I, know I, mean, I didn't don't dislike do. it. <laughs> Sorry, Amory. I didn't dislike it. I just uh, it's one of those like I watch it and I just think. Uh, it's good for the, like, I like it in the moment I'm watching it. And maybe mm-hmm. if I had several episodes to binge on, I, <laughs> it would be different because I probably would keep watching them, right? Yeah. Um, but it's more like, I don't know why I need to return to it. And I don't mean that in necessarily a bad way. I just mean, like, I understand what the joke is that they're going for. And I think that there's not that it, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I may still watch another one because you're saying it's really good, so. I'll keep watching. I love it so much. You've watched a few more episodes. Does it go away from being, I mean, especially the first episode is super lost heavy uh, in what they're in a lot of, it goes away from, does it, does it go away from that? And, but sort of continue to say spoof those types of things, you know, like being, being on a deserted island or other types of other types of I mean, movies well, or shows. I mean, well, they're on a deserted that... island, so it has to be about them being on a deserted island. But well, I know, but it's... are they hitting on? Are there other things where you're like, oh, that's 
I've never yeah. really seen any other deserted island movies That's or their, shows. You know, so they're making fun can't of answer uh, that question. So that won't help. <laughs> um, but there is an episode, one of my favorite episodes that I've watched. They find it. This is not a spoiler because this is the logline of this show. They find a DVD player, and it has miraculously two hours of battery, and they have to decide between what? Selma and Dumb and Dumber <laughs> Two. <laughs> And they're all like, well, you know, I always meant to get around to watching Selma. And like the whole show becomes about how like they all feel like they should be watching Selma. And then they ask the black lady on the, on the island, Deb or whatever, Diane from Toledo. They, they ask her and she's like, oh, I really always meant to watch Selma. And it's just so, like nobody wants to watch Selma. But they all feel like they have to pretend in this people because they don't know each other yet. It's amazing. I, I love it. I think that these the cast is great. And... I think that you should keep with it. I'm going to watch a few more to see where it, where it sort of goes from where it started. Like, what are they going to continue to base the comedy on? Is it going to continue to be? It's not based on Lost. It's just I they find comedy in being on the desert island. But a lot of the sight gags and stuff that goes on in the first episode <laughs> is very Lost heavy in what in what is supposed to be funny. The episode is called. All is not lost. I know. <laughs> That's also part of the joke. Uh, but so I'm interested to see, though, like in subsequent episodes, like, has it just become a comedy that's set here because they've all crashed on this island? Or do they continue to I mean, there's, there's things little, from, yeah. other, from other from, stuff? And I, I have no idea if it's from other stuff, but there's little moments where like. You know, it, it does just become a comedy, but there's obviously always going to be little things like on the island that happen. So I think. All right. So All right, Amory, I guess Amory's recommendation is that everybody should get wrecked. Yeah. And our last show of prime time is Orphan Black season four, episode 10 from Dancing Mice to Psychopaths. I'm so far behind that I read a recap and I only know half of the words in the recap. I'm like, what? I have no idea what's going on. So feel free to discuss at length so what did you think of this season ray it was fine um i didn't think it was as great as other people like it felt a little it wasn't less cohesive like there really was like probably actually a stronger story than last season as far as like i could actually follow what was happening mm. um but i mean i guess i what i feel is that i'm glad that the next season is also the last season um right. Because I do feel like it's getting like the it just gets too much. <laughs> like at some point, I don't know, with these kind of like conspiracy theories, not theories, but you know what I mean, like this type of setup where this whole thing is happening and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. And I kind of liked it when it was smaller. Yeah, because they can't if they solve it or if they solve the first thing, the, the solving of the first thing is finding out that there's really something bigger behind it. Uh, and so I did like that of this season where they sort of backed off from some of the bigger things, but then built up to like the reveal of the overall thing. And so I, I, w I could totally see that like this next season being the final season, because this season seemed to build to here's the final story that we have to tell about all this cloning and everything that was, you know, Neolution and everything that was going on. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, I still don't quite get the, and I, I blame this just on me because <laughs> I get, I get bored with keeping track of the details. I have, like once they start going, like once they start getting so 
big and so convoluted, I get, I have a hard time keeping track of what's going on. And I know that's just me, my lack of patience for these type of things. So like, I, I agree with you, but I also, I wonder how much of that was the plan from the beginning and how much has just kind of turned into this. Cause it, it doesn't feel like that was necessarily where we started with. So, which I guess is what I feel like this season. It was nice to get um, Beth some backstory with Beth, or not really backstory, but fill in some story with Beth and to see, like, why, spoiler alert, Amory, like, why Beth did what she did, like, why she killed herself, whatever. Uh, I mean, I know she killed herself. That was in the pilot. <laughs> You're not that far behind, right? I'm not that far behind. <laughs> I'm spoiler for the fact that you get to see oh, all this this season. Okay. Um, I, I didn't really give why, so because um, I'm not quite sure I understand why. So. <laughs> yeah, you gave <laughs> a spoiler alert and then didn't spoil anything. <laughs> Except that what this season's about. Anyway, I mean, that it's in this season. Uh, so I liked all of that, but I wondered how much of that, like, they had truly had planned out originally um, and how much they kind of backed their way into that story which it doesn't really matter like I, I just am that kind of person that I'm curious how much they had planned out like I said I don't quite buy why she did it which may just be because we we didn't spend a lot of time with her enough to buy that she was as invest I don't know whatever she had her problems uh I don't know I, obviously I'm sounding a little I, I thought it was good while I was watching it but when I thought too much about the episodes, I, I don't know. It didn't quite draw me in like pre, like the very first season had, I guess is what I'm saying. But I loved all of the... We didn't have quite as much comic relief this season either. Hmm. Well, just whenever some, Crystal showed up. True. I think that may be part of it. There's a little bit of, I don't know, <laughs> diluting the brand a bit. <laughs> By having, um, like, when you start to have so many clones. <laughs> yeah, that you have to, you have to, like, so differentiate them so that right. you can give her something to do. But I, yeah, did like, I did like this episode when she's like, wait, you think I look like her? <laughs> I did like that, actually. That, that, was, that was pretty funny. <laughs> In general, I mean, I love that she just had no reaction. Like, they were all waiting for this reaction, and she just was like, what? <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, after a while, I mean, and don't get me wrong, she absolutely is amazing. Like, you you do forget, especially with the the original clones. You, I, Like, I totally forget all the time that she is playing, that's her. You know what I mean? That that's one person. Um, but the more clones they introduced, the less <laughs> that I felt like I was forgetting <laughs> And I think it is because, as we say, like you, you just said, like she, they make the per the personality of that person so different, so that you can actually differentiate between what clone is what. Um, that at some point it becomes like that particular clone becomes somewhat comic, comically overdramatic or whatever. So it stands out not because of her acting choices, just because of how they've kind of what they've done with that clone. Um, so I felt like that's kind of the problem with adding more and more is that it just starts to, to dilute it a little, even though at the same time, I'm, I'm literally watching a scene in which, you know, she's playing four people in the scene and I'm not thinking it about those four people because they've done such a good job at making those people real people. Um, but these other ones that would just pop up for an episode or so like that, it wasn't as true for them. 
I think it's maybe part of my problem with Beth because I don't quite, I don't quite have a grip even now and we won't get it anymore with Beth, no doubt at this point. Um, but you know, I still don't have a, a real understanding of Beth, which is probably why I feel what I feel about her scene stuff this season. Like I just don't quite, <laughs> I mean, I enjoyed seeing it, but it, it also didn't quite work for me, I guess. I didn't quite understand her, whatever. Yeah, they tried to give you a little bit more of why she, you know, she'd just gotten so deep into this investigation on her own and, and uh, well, with the help of, of some, but but just that also being on drugs and everything else that was going on in in her life that she just got way overwhelmed. And so they tried to show you, they tried to show you that and fit it into you know, some of the story that they were telling this season with the, you know, with the, with this other company that had a competing technology uh, that was trying to, you know, do away with the, the clones. So I, I think it's sort of worked, but it also, I think, like you said, is you get a little bit more, but now you're just supposed to, by based on what you're supposed to seeing, you're supposed to go, Oh, she's a bit, by the time she was here, that was, you know, she had been doing this for like over a year or something like that. Or, you know, she was like really deep into trying to find out what was going on and just, you know, cracked. But since you only see a little bit of it, like the very first episode and then a couple of other times uh, you see stuff or, you know, like on the video surveillance or what have you, it doesn't, you don't fully get it. You're you're supposed to sort of like extrapolate that out yourself. Right. But I think the I think this the I I did like that there was only one caster clone in the, in the season since they basically got they got rid of them. Did not work well at all. Yeah. That's part of the reason I stopped watching. I was just so sick of it. Yeah, it just yeah that didn't uh, that didn't work. And also the whole you know that was one of those where I don't you know, you don't know like what their original any original ideas or where they branched off or or got new ideas as they were doing things or, or what have you. But that just seemed like one of those where they went too big, too far, you know, type of mm. thing. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and so they, they pulled back from that. And in, and in this story that they told, they sort of pulled back to it more on the level of like trying to find out what Dyad was, but instead it was this other company and how they were involved with, you know, the original creator of the clones the whole neolution front and, and all that stuff. And so I think it worked though, to build as a build into, I'm assuming whether they had whatever they're going to do next season as the, where they were going from the, from the beginning or whether they came up with that, you know, now uh, I think they they at least came up with it before this season. And they built this season to push you into the fifth season with the, that likely being the last season. The last in this whole thing. And, uh, and so we'll, you know, we'll see how it, it works out. But I, I mean, I had fallen behind this season and I watched seven episodes over the weekend. Well, wow. or, or yesterday and, and this morning. So, uh, to catch up, but I did like, I did, I did like a lot of what I saw and it wasn't, while there may still be some things that don't quite make sense or whatever, it wasn't as far out as last season where you're just like, what? Uh, what's going on? Uh, so I did like that. And 
and they left everybody in sort of a precarious position. Like one of the things I don't understand, like is I don't understand like what group or what thing is Delphine a part of now or has been a part of, or I don't understand what that is or, you know, that, that group that lives on the other side of the Island or that was one of those things that I was just like, okay, I don't really, I don't really understand what's going on here, but I don't either though. I assumed maybe it was the, uh, I don't know. I mean, because she was know. saved by the guy that's now the took over the other company that was ahead of you know. It just uh, I don't know. It was it was just confusing. Well, they're part of that same thing because they're clearly working for the board because the other guy. Yeah, I I didn't get all those how those all those connections worked or whatever, but uh, on on that front. But the other side of the stuff was uh, was interesting with you know Rachel sort of. You know, going for her power grab and getting, trying to get her power back and and whatnot. So, I I did leave me in a spot where I was interested to see where they were going to go next season. Where, at the end of last season, I was less interested in seeing where they were going to go in this season. So, they at least for me sort of turned it around. Yeah. Knowing it's the last helps me. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. I, I, honestly, if it wasn't the last, I might consider not. I mean, I probably would watch eventually, but I might consider just waiting. <laughs> and seeing how long they go. But n- knowing that there's only another 10, that's that'll work. Well, yes, because I feel like they just keep getting bigger with it. So it keeps getting like even more incomprehensible to me to what's going on. And more importantly, I think incomprehensible to me that nobody was keying in on it before now. But... The knowing that it's the last, I feel like confident that, okay, at least we're building to, even though we're going a little bigger, at least we're building to the conclusion of that. Um, so that feels better to me to know. Um, and mostly, I mean, I just, I, I hope that they truly managed to fix, uh, Kasima and I'd like to know where we go with that, I guess. So, I mean, I like my clones, so I'd like to see how that concludes for them. Anyway. I'll get caught up eventually. Okay, reality check. Food Network star, Anna from Miami needs to go. She needs to go. Um, also, I think that because Giada wants to sleep with Damiano, he keeps doing well. She, you can tell she's just totally in love with him because he's Italian like she is. And I don't really love any of them. So I'm not, I don't have a cart in, or a horse in this race. I just know that Anna from Real Housewives of Miami can't win. And that's all I have to say about that. MasterChef, I don't even know who half the contestants are yet, um, but I still hate Christina Tozzi, and I wish that Joe was still there. And to a lesser degree, I wish that Graham was still there. But I'll still watch it. So you think you can dance? I don't have it on the list here because I'm not watching it, but I think it was the stupidest thing I ever did. <laughs> um, and I think that it's so dumb, and I hope that Fox realizes that it's awful. And Maya and Marty, I don't know why we need this show, but I do really like Martin Short and Maya Rudolph. So hopefully they can get into a rhythm that's better than the rhythm they're currently in. And it can be something, you know, really good. Uh, I am excited, though, because in this week's episode, the Broadway folks who sang the new Burt Bacharach, What the World Needs Now, to to support the Orlando victims, they're going to perform on Maya and Marty this week. So I'm excited about that. Uh, so hopefully, it sh- like I said, it works itself out and is better. So now it's time for TV recommendations. My TV recommendation is Roadies. 
<laughs> I love it so much, you guys. I, it's a show about a team of roadies for a band called the Staten House Band. Uh, Christopher House is played by Tank State from Gilmore Girls, who I love desperately. Desperately, I love him. His blue eyes are amazing. He doesn't have a very large role in his American accent. It's not great, but I still love him. And Luke Wilson stars and Carla Gugino stars and Juno Temple's really good. And Machine Gun Kelly, the rapper, is incredible. I just think it's so good. And don't listen to the critics who hate it just to hate it. It's really good. And I think that you should watch it. It starts on Sunday on Showtime. And that's what I have to say about that. All right. And what I liked about it, because I know I said that's all I had to say, but I have to add what I liked about it the most is that it is about these roadies, but it's more about like life on the road and less about like a roadie's job. So it was more about like the personal interactions of these people. And that's what I liked. And I think Luke Wilson is so charming. He's so charming. Huh. All right. Yeah. A dissenting view on the. No, they all the haters of the dissenting views. I know that Kurt likes it. I know that Christina Radish likes it. And that's all we need. All right. So my recommendation, I've been going through looking at what's coming out on DVD over the next few weeks. And so the the next thing that's coming out that uh, I really liked and I is iZombie. I really enjoyed the first two seasons. Really, really liked the second season. And uh, which comes out on DVD on Tuesday, July twelfth. And so, if you if you haven't watched any of iZombie yet, it's just a fun show. So that's that's all I have to say. I have no recommendation. You're not gonna rec- <laughs> you're not gonna recommend two guys and a girl that comes out next next Tuesday. I was just going to try and figure out when it comes. Out. <laughs> um, I will recommend two guys and a girl and a pizza place. Probably only named as two guys and a girl on the box, but real fans will know yes. <laughs> the whole title. <laughs> First of all, Ryan Reynolds. Is that really all I need to say? Nathan Fillion, for those that weren't enticed by Ryan Reynolds. Um, Nathan Fillion's not in the beginning, but it's just very funny, you guys. They have some of the best like seasonal episodes, some of the best Halloween episodes of TV. It's just a great comedy. And I recommend it. And I was just going to look up how much it costs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the complete set comes out on Tuesday, June 28th, also known as my birthday. But Oh. Jason wants you to buy him uh, Two Guys and a Girl for his birthday. That's right. I should go put it out on my Amazon wish list just to see if anybody would add it. So that's our show. It's probably already buy- on Ray's wish list. I just added it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Maybe I should put it on my wish list so I could actually watch it because I've never seen an episode. Oh, my God. I can't talk to you anymore. (laughs) How are Ray and I still friends? Good thing the episode's (laughs) over of the podcast. Um, (laughs) I can't talk to you anymore. And on that note... Will it be available online? Sorry. I don't know that information. No, I think it's just DVD... No, no, I mean, not a digital copy. I'm just hoping that now that it'll be out on DVD that you'll actually be able to also find it other places. Sorry. So we'll see. Other places like where? Like iTunes or like... Oh, okay. Um, Netflix. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. All, all I've seen is that it's 
getting a, a DVD release, and I I looked, and it's no place else. No, I know. That's what I mean, though. <laughs> yeah. It would be nice if now that they know that it should be, like, he, he's popular. Anyway, sorry. Go on, anyway. Amory. I'm sorry I interrupted you. You can find links to our recommendations in the news stories we talked about in the show notes at tvtimes3.com slash 328. Next week, Jason will be joined by Carla Day from TV Die Hard and Grant Davis from the TV Dudes podcast. And that, my dear friends, is all she wrote. One month till Comic-Con. Oh, God. It is one month, it is one month till Comic-Con, which is... All right, Southwest. Yeah. My God. I When I got that email, I, I boxed to Ray and Jen right away and was like, did I book it? Like, I... I got this email that says your trip is around the corner. I immediately thought, did I book a flight somewhere? (laughs) (laughs) Like, I totally thought that I booked a flight and it was like next week. And I was like, where am I going? No, it was for a month in advance. I got I got that email as well. Your trip is just around the corner. And it weirded me out is because I have another trip before that where I'm going to Chicago and it's also on Southwest, and I never got an email <laughs> saying your trip is just around the corner for that one. So for about 10 minutes, I was unsure as to whether I actually had booked a flight to Chicago and was happy when I finally logged into my account to find out that I do. So, <laughs> Well, that's good. So, yeah. So uh, on that note, if anybody has any suggestions for places to see or things to do or places to eat in Chicago... I'm open to yeah, all suggestions. Yes. Um, you have to go to Gino's East and the Bean. I'm literally staying like two blocks from that, so that's definitely going to happen. I don't know. Whenever I go to Chicago Curtain, I just stay home. <laughs> uh, so, You guys are exciting. I'll email yeah. Kurt and say, uh, Kurt, Amory's suggestion is that I just hang out at your place. Yeah. <laughs> just watch the, you can just watch the Pee Wee Herman movie. Oh. <laughs> uh, Anyway. All right. So that'll do it for episode 328. And everybody, send me your uh, recommendations for things to do or eat in Chicago. Yes. Tell Jason where to go in Chicago. That's right. I say, I say Gino's East. All right. All right. All right bye. I have no recommendations. <laughs> All right. Bye. 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 bye.